So generally on the fourth Sunday of Advent, which this is uh, the fourth Sunday of Advent, though it is also Christmas Eve, we usually make room in scripture to talk about Jesus's mother, Mary. Um, she would not have been much older than some of the young people who were singing in our choir um, this morning, and yet Mary is um, well-known and set apart within theological circles because of her import in the Christmas story, of this story of a Messiah who is coming into the world, and then in Advent, as we wait in these four weeks leading up to Christmas, as we say, come, Lord Jesus, come again, that we might know your jubilee here on earth. Within theological circles, Mary is known as the Theotokos. She has a special name. Theos, meaning God. Oikos, meaning house. She is the God carrier or the house of God. That is the special name that we give for Mary. And in addition to having the special name of being the God carrier, of being filled to the brim with the Most High God, the one who we might call the Messiah, Mary also um, has this song in Scripture that is sung in the first chapter of Luke's gospel. It's called the Magnificat, or um, better defined in Latin, my soul rejoices, or my soul shouts out, or my soul tells out. It's the kind of song that you cannot keep it to yourself, like that it's, it's bubbling up and it, it has to come out. And in this particular song of praise that Mary sings, She reminds us that the songs of praise that we sing can also be a song of resistance and they can also be songs of revolution. We hear in John's gospel that God will make a dwelling place within us. We get to know what it is also too to be like the house of God. But this morning I would pray that we would also sing like Mary. Hear now these words from Luke chapter 1 beginning with the 46th verse, as Mary has had an encounter with her cousin Elizabeth, and she busts out in song. And scripture tells us this, and Mary said, or Mary sang, my soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for God has looked with favor on the lowliness of his servant. Surely from now on, all generations will call me blessed. For the mighty one has done great things for me, and holy is God's name. His mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. God has shown strength with God's arm. God has scattered the proud and the thoughts of their hearts. He has brought down the powerful from their thrones and lifted up the lowly. God has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy, according to the promise he made to our ancestors, to Abraham, and to his descendants forever. And this is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Will you pray with me? God, would you touch these words that they would not be my words? but that they would be words that would give us life. That as we sit on the threshold, keeping ourselves open to you breaking into human time, that the kingdom of God might be known. Lord, would you speak a word to us? 
so that we might live. All this, God, we pray in the strong name of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. When I was a pastor at Millbrook United Methodist Church, this was the first church that I served when I moved to Raleigh, we used to always have this like large advent um, event at the church where the adults would make crafts and children would wrap um, presents for an international organization that would give uh, presents away to children across the world. And some of the children would include handwritten notes, which can either be the best thing on earth or can be just a little bit dicey. <laughs> and one little girl, um, as I was looking over her shoulder, um, I saw how she wrote a note to the recipient of the gift that was going to be in the box that she had wrapped. She said, my name is, and then fill in the blank. She then described the color of her hair and also her eyes. And then the last part of her handwritten note said, have a Merry Christmas. But she didn't spell Mary, M-E-R-R-Y. This child, not knowing the prophetic edge of what she wrote, wrote, have a M-A-R-Y Christmas. There was a time when I used to love to tell this story because it felt so endearing and in some ways it felt so cute and it felt so much like what children are able to do in the midst of a weary world. What sometimes feels so happenstance and yet so prophetic but this morning, story shared this Mary, M-A-R-Y, Christmas, not because it's a cute story, but because I believe that maybe this is the Christmas we are to hold on to. That to have an M-A-R-Y Christmas might be the words of hope, the kind of manna that we cling to when the world is so weary. Mary sings this song of praise after angels have come to her and they have told her, you are going to be the mother of the Most High God. Where she's invited into this great call, a call that would have been heavy for some of us to say, yes, Lord. And yet Mary says yes in this moment, that she will be the mother, the carrier of the Messiah. Then Mary goes to be with her cousin Elizabeth, and when she goes to be with her cousin Elizabeth, Elizabeth confirms this word that God has spoken over her, that she is going to be the, the house of God. And Elizabeth tells her that literally when you come into my midst, there was something that began to stir within me that I know that you are going to be the mother. You're going to be the mother of God. Now, some scholars say as beautiful and as supernatural as this news might have been for Mary, that it would have been unbearable news. This young woman who was not much older than some of the young people who are standing on this um, holy space to sing over and with us, this young woman who had not yet been married, this young woman who would have been marginalized just for the sake of being a woman, and a young woman at that, receives this word from the angelic messengers that this thing is going to happen to you. And you're going to have this great and awesome task, awesome being larger than life task, of holding on to the Messiah. 
But Mary does not weep. At least not in this passage of Scripture. We don't know about her dark nights of the soul. We don't know if she cried some tears. We don't know if maybe even after she said, here I am, she wondered, what have I done? We don't know those moments, but we do know when Mary begins to sing out after her cousin confirms for her that indeed you are going to be blessed. And so then Mary begins to sing this song that I have read in Luke chapter 1. My soul magnifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For God has looked with favor on the lowliness of his servant. Surely from now on all generations will call me blessed. For the mighty one has done great things for me and holy is God's name. God's mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. God has shown strength with God's arm. God has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. God has brought down the powerful from their thrones and lifted up the lowly. God has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty. God has come along God's people in remembrance of his mercy according to the promise that God has made. Mary is singing about a, a, a new reality. Mary is singing about an upside-down kingdom. Mary is singing a song of resistance and a song of revolution. First of all, Mary says, God chose someone like me. <laughs> the one who's been pushed to the margins, but God looked down on favor upon me. My body, my story, my narrative. This God sees me, even if the empire does not. And then Mary doesn't just stop to be like, and look at me, and I'm so great. Then Mary says, and this God who has seen me also sees others. And this is what this God is going to do for us. For Mary begins to declare about this child who will be Christmas. This child that she is carrying that will break into human time and change time. Is one who will come into a broken world and whose way will be for the flourishing of all. That this Christmas that Mary is carrying will be the ultimate power broker where all have what they need. That this Christmas that she is carrying, the greedy and the arrogant will be confounded where the colonized and the marginalized and the bruised in spirit will have everything they need. Mary sings a song of resistance and of revolution. Her song in the midst of her life is a reminder that this Christmas that she is carrying gives us the hope to know that in any difficult circumstance or situation, it is not the end of the story. You know, I had never connected a couple of dots about Mary's song of praise. And I can't tell you how many times I have read and also preached on the Magnificat. But Mary sings a song 
that will actually be a song that she would need to hold on to. Mary sings this song of resistance and of praise and of God's provision before Mary has to evacuate and leave Nazareth to go to Bethlehem to be registered under an oppressive rule. Mary sings this song before she is turned away from lodging at the place when she needs the greatest help. Mary sings this song when she has to lay down in the place where animals also graze and lay down. Mary sings this song before her son, who we fashion our lives after, is born in the town of Bethlehem in Palestine. Mary sings a song about what God will be able to do and what God is going to do in and also through her in a way in which Mary is also singing the song when you are weary, when you are weary. Reverend Munter Isaac, who is a Palestinian Lutheran pastor in Bethlehem, um, said that, you know, Christmas celebrations are canceled in Bethlehem this year. He's like, all of the festivities, you don't see trees and you don't see lights. But Reverend Isaac also said this, but Christmas itself is not and will not be canceled, for our hope cannot be canceled. Maybe we sing this song so that when we are under rubble, maybe we sing this song so that in the midst of genocide, maybe we sing this song when people do not make a living wage. Maybe we sing this song when liberation feels so far off. Maybe we sing this song when the world is weary. Have a merry M-A-R-Y Christmas. This Christmas Eve, might your soul magnify the Lord and tell out M-A-R-Y Christmas. Will you pray with me? Gracious God, it is difficult to sing. It is difficult to hold on to hope. It can be a challenge to feel cheery or the merriness of a season when the world groans and sighs, when the world toils and is shaken. And yet, O oh God, like Jeremiah, you give us the words. Like Zechariah, you give us the words. Like Simeon, you give us the words. 
like Mary, you give us the words. That we can tell out your joy and your strength and your power, even in the midst of desperate and difficult and what feels like impossible situations. So this morning, oh God, we, your Christmas Eve people, would you give us a song of hope when there is no hope? Would you give us a song of joy when there is no joy? Would you give us a song of life when it seems as though the world is committed to tools of death? That, Lord, our words would not simply be about beautiful notes and consonants and vowels that move throughout this space, but that our M-A-R-Y song might be a song of resistance, a song of goodness, a song of liberation, a song of justice. That Christ Jesus who has come into the world to make all things right and good is a Jesus who is coming and will come again so that all might hear our song of jubilee. That God, you are a God who sees us, you love us, and you are a God who has the power to make all things whole. God, thank you for giving us this song that we might sing until we sing a song of hope. Lord, we pray all of this in the strong name of your son, Jesus Christ. And all God's people said, amen.